Uh, next week I'm speaking at the Ohio and Kentucky Society of Interventional Pain Physicians meeting. And I'm talking about marijuana and ketamine. And I'm going to throw in um, another psychedelic, and that would be psilocybin and others. But they share a common denominator, and that is what happens to the brain that makes it enduring when you have these psychedelics and you meet a certain area in your brain that has a relationship to growth. In other words, your brain is not just a dead piece of wood. It's constantly changing neuroplasticity and the interrelationships of the neurons are complex and, and they're really interesting. Dendritic formation is these uh, little relationships that the neurons have with each other and when a neuron gets old or gets sick from Alzheimer's, obesity, heart disease, terminal disease, cancer, pain, fibromyalgia, they get less of these interconnections. Uh, the uh, nerves just don't talk like they used to, and they get lazy, kind of like a, a bump in a log. And that um, neural relationship actually can be measured, and you can see on MRIs, the brain actually shrinks. And when you exercise and you get more activity, these... Uh, relationships improve, the nerves get stronger, they get more robust, and you can actually see the brain grow. So these um, neural relationships have intimate characteristics that we didn't know much about until functional magnetic resonance imaging. Resonant. Oh, gosh. Since uh, functional MRI, MRIs, I guess, kind of a toy. Uh, the brain can be kind of mapped in new ways. You can actually see how fibromyalgia looks as opposed to broke bone, broke hurt. You can see chronification of pain. You can see things that you couldn't see before. And one of the things that we can see is this thing called a default mode network, DMN. The default mode network, and I, I'm not going to murder it now. I'm going to wait till I really get kind of good at talking about this stuff as I'm putting together my talk next week, uh, is clearly linked to the psychedelics, LSD, uh, NMDA, receptor antagonists like uh, ketamine, um, psilocybin. It's clearly related to it. And it's enduring. It builds the brain up. Believe it or not, builds the brain up in these mystical experiences. Um, it all comes down to kind of a merge. And you can see it in pain, addiction, and depression that I've talked about a lot. And, you know, addicts, and they have this, like, psychedelic ego. I, I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, and... It's not destructive, necessarily. It can be kind of liberating and decentralizing 
when the default mode network is activated. What is it? Well, it's this wandering brain. When you get kind of wandering and you daydream and that sort of thing, your brain is never off. It goes to the default mode network. It's not thinking. It's not task-oriented. It's, self, uh, it's like self-reflection. Think of it like a screensaver, I guess. And it actually kind of even spills over into THC. So let, let's talk about marijuana for a sec. Maybe this is a new way to think about marijuana. It's a little weird, I know. But what is the benefits of marijuana? Well, we know about the cannabinoids and CBD and all this sort of stuff that uh, I'll be talking about next week. And I'll polish it up a little before I put it on a podcast. But um, beyond the CBD2, that's a receptor that has a lot to do with certain systems in the body. CB1 is responsive to THC and other receptors in the body, inclusive of neural tissues, particularly brain. Is it possible that THC actually has a benefit? You know, we're thinking, well, CBD and uh, the cannabinoid system, endocannabinoid system, is really beneficial. You have to have it. It's really old, and it's one of the most uh, robust uh, receptor systems in the body. you got to have it. Maybe THC has some benefit because it goes in there and activates uh, this DMN, um, this really weird system, default mode network, that actually increases neuronal density. And it's robust and it lasts a while, just like psychedelics, believe it or not. We may find magic mushrooms to be a therapeutic option someday. Ketamine is now. It increases that mystical experience. You've got to take them to the K-hole. That's what we call it, that kind of dissociative element with uh, this thing we call um, ketamine dissociation. It's where you're petting fish and you see uh, tumbleweeds flown in front of your head and all that sort of stuff. But it actually may be where you need to go. And psilocybin does that. Uh, Some of these other psychedelics like LSD does that. THC may do that. They may be a new therapeutic category that increases this neuronal density that has a lot to do with mood, affect, brain performance, helps with addicts, it helps with other um, disease states, and it helps that brain remain robust. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to polish this up. I'll get a little bit more into it, and I'll talk about the endocannabinoid system, terpenes, uh, THC, all that stuff in the next um, podcast. But um, the brain is one of those things that is active. It's a forever item that has neuroplasticity and never quits working. And the DMN and the salient network and all these other networks in there that we're just starting to understand. Thank you, FMRI. FMRI. Um, 
we are um, kind of in a playground right now, figuring everything out. Real interesting stuff. So it's kind of liberating. These new pathways can help us understand why synesthesia is very real. In other words, you can taste colors. Uh, An orange I can taste. Otherwise, you couldn't do it. Synesthesia says you can, probably through these default mode networks. So psychedelics and uh, these new pathways... uh, Neophylogenetic, the newer pathways as opposed to paleospinal thalamic and uh, 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 genetic uh, pathways, the older pathways, they are robust and always changing, but the new ones seem to be where the fMRI MRI is really going to show us about um, memory, emotion, self-control, impulsivity, and a lot of executive functions. So the older pathways are more emotional, and they have more to do with kind of memory and self-regulation and that stuff. But the new ones, the wandering, worry, sense of time, theory of mind, moral, ethical, experiential self the genesis of the story of who we are is coming along. So that's the endocannabinoid system and DMN. Fascinating stuff. Talk more about it. Bye.